1: Hardworking people, working hard for you and me, moving higher time and time again, through the years you'll find us here, moving higher. Hello
0: and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 235. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years more information go to axontire.com and if you're looking for a great place to find great tools for your sales to help them sell more stuff check out arrow at hey this week i've got a got a great guest i um, had a chance to have him at the moving iron summit and he was the uh entertainment for the night i got tim the dairy farmer moffett on here and uh if you haven't had a chance to check out tim well worth your time go to youtube just put in put in tim the dairy farmer on there and you'll you'll see all kinds of great stuff so tim how you doing man
1: I'm doing good, Casey. Good to be with you, man. I've been listening yeah. to this podcast for a long time.
0: That's awesome, man. I appreciate that, and it's uh, you were a uh, you were a hit in Nashville, man. I tell you what, there's um for a for a guy that has a bunch of used equipment guys in the room uh, talking about what's going on. Uh, your your comedy was a uh, was a good fit for all that.
1: Thanks. I I had a good time, man. Yeah. Good group of people. Good group
0: yeah, of people. it's a, it is a solid group of people. So, well, Tim, let's just let's just start this way. What? How'd you give a little background on yourself and how you got into comedy?
1: Uh, um, I was always I spent more time in the principal's office than I did in class. <laughs> and uh,
0: right. I know the feeling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I you know, growing up, I always listened to comedy. I watched comedy but I never put two and two together that you could actually get paid to do it. I didn't realize that was an actual job. And, uh, so, you know, my brother and I started dairy when we were like 19 and 20 and it wasn't until I was 32 when I finally decided I wanted to try it. So I took, I took a, a how to comedy class, at a comedy club. And, uh, you know they. Then from there, and I spent the last twenty years dying on stage and just getting better. But I uh, tell you, my first show, I I had gone to a couple of comedy classes. I mean, I always knew street jokes, right. but I was at a, I was at a dairy convention, and they had hired this guy that was supposed to be a, uh, a humorous sketch artist. So, basically, he had a big notepad on stage, and he would draw pictures and, you know, try to, I don't know if he was trying to motivate the crowd or whatever he was. Anyway, this guy spent all afternoon at the bar drinking before he came on that evening. Because they brought him on stage, and he was staggered when he got there. And the first first picture he drew uh, was some anatomy. And it's it's what most men have. And he drew a big, a big, big old anatomy with the with the set of huevos. And that was his first picture. And they yanked him off stage in about three minutes. And uh, you know, all the beautiful people are there, all the suits, all the, the big wigs, and they're freaking out at this point. And one of them ran over to me and said, Hey we heard you tried comedy. You think you can do it? And I'm like, I guess. So I got up there and I, and I, I, I think I told like maybe three or four five jokes and I was up there for about five minutes. And that was the beginning of my corporate comedy career. So was did the you, fact uh, that somebody got drunk. <laughs>
0: did you, uh, did you bomb or did you, did you kill
1: I don't remember. I I think I did all right. I know I did better than the guy they yanked off stage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. And you uh when you swing for the fences right out of the gate and you strike out. That that's always a it's always a bad sign.
1: So, no, I, I did all right. And um uh the thing about comedy that I like, I mean when you're in a when you when you're in a small room, a club, or even when you're in a big corporate setting like at your place, you start to feed off that energy and it becomes an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And then it's, you know, you you get addicted. I mean, you get you write that joke. You you write a joke, hopefully, you know, that it hits nine times out of ten, it won't the first time out of your mouth. But that that adrenaline rush is what is what you're going for every time, you know, yep. sometimes, I mean, I hate to sound selfish. Sometimes it's not about the crowd. It's me trying to get a joke to work. You know what I'm right. saying? It just, yep. It's just, uh, it's, but it's, it's been fun, man. This is my, I'm going into my 20th year doing this. Right Am I funny yet? I don't know, but I have fun.
0: I think you're pretty funny. I, Thanks. I laughed. Um, when you, when you look at, at the stuff that you're doing, who are some of the guys that growing up? You know, you talked about listening to a lot of comedy, and that's one of my favorite things to do too. From a sales perspective, you know, I always found it was pretty easy to to kind of win somebody over by you know a little humor here and there, and kind of coax people along that way. But who are some of the guys that and gals that you might have paid attention to that were some of your some of your kind of mentors? Me, even though you may have never met them, uh, going through the comedy game.
1: Oh man, I you know I grew up. I grew up watching the Carol Burnett show. Loved Tim Conway. I grew up listening to Carlin, to Pryor, um, Jerry, Jerry Clower. You know, he was a fertilizer salesman before he got going. Um, really? Man, I, I'm like bipolar when it comes to it. I, I love all kinds of comedy. I've, you know, um, I can't put it on just a handful because I, I watch them all, man. I mean, yeah. just it's like you know it. some days you some days you're in the mood for you know jim gaff again the next day i'm in the mood for for bill burr or somebody you know yeah. wild like that but no yeah. it's I, and i've got i've got to meet you know i i open for for ron white larry the cable guy some yeah um but i've got to meet i've got to meet some great people man just <laughs> I tell you, Ron
0: Ron White to me is one of the his stage presence is, is so awesome. He's like he's like listening to somebody at a bar and he's just he's just there to tell a story and he's like that guy that tells an entertaining story. And but it's so goddamn he, funny. You know what I mean?
1: He he's actually funnier in person than he is on stage. I'm not gonna lie, man. He he can tell you about him going to get a pack of gum. And you're just dying. I mean, super nice guy.
0: So I was listening to like I think it was Joe Rogan's podcast or something like that. He's always on there from time to time. He's talking about some some trip he went on, and, and he's he him and him and Dr. Phil, I guess, are good friends and ended up on his boat somehow. And I'm not gonna tell tell the story, but God bless him. I was I was driving down the road trying not to wreck my car. I was laughing so hard. Cause it's just, it's like something you can see somebody doing. Like you, right. you can tell it wasn't a far fetched story, but yeah.
1: Yeah, he's 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 doing good. Uh, I I years ago he had said to me, he goes, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit doing stand up. I'm like, why would you quit, man? You get you making two hundred thousand a show. He says, well, I don't think my liver can take it anymore. And I mean, that's that's. You know, one of the old tricks of comedy is 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 they'll take a coke and water it down and make it look like alcohol. Not Ron. That's that's Johnny Walker black, man.
0: That's... <laughs> right. Yeah. He's that's... he's a one of a kind, man. I'll tell you what. That whole that whole blue collar comedy group, that whole thing they had going for a while was pretty cool. But I think Ron White to me really stands out as one of the one of the real great comedians, I think, of 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 my generation anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'll ever make it to that status. I don't know. I mean I, I just enjoy I just enjoy doing it. I enjoy making people laugh. I get to meet a lot of crazy people. Um you know, like like the the moving iron summit, the guy from Colorado. I mean, you can't write that kind of stuff when he <laughs> The guy would <which>, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the guy that wouldn't <laughs> shut up. I remember that <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, Riri.
0: Oh, Riri. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Still, so do you remarket it? you market it twice?
1: Is that what you do? Yeah, he, I, for, for the listeners, Scott, <laughs> this guy, he just decided he wanted to be part of the show. So he asked me, you know, I, long story short, I, I said, what do you do? And he goes, I remarket. Equipment, I, I re- resell it. He goes, but I'm not really good at it. I'm like, so sometimes you have to re resell it. <laughs> so <laughs> I started calling him re re for the next five minutes, and, he, and uh, he he just kept trying to come back with something, but he wasn't capable. And no, he then he, and he he wanted to come to my farm and he he was going to breed and i'm like well you can re 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 breed him if you want but i don't know if he's listening i know he's from from colorado but it made me laugh just listening to him on stage so i'm not yeah. bashing i'm not bashing him at all but he he was a lot of fun
0: yeah that was that was funny so as you as you as you travel how many days how many days a week are you out or A year? How many days a year are you out? As as many as you can get hold of, or
1: yeah, as many as I can get, man. I I normally average about twenty five or thirty of those shows, like we did for you there.
0: So as you uh, as you travel around, talk to a lot of people. You going? I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff in the ag market. You mean that's kind of your your bread and butter there, doing those different ag company corporate events, those kind of things. What are some of the stuff that you hear people talk about while you're out and about? as far as what you hear, whether it's political stuff or whether it's, you know, whatever it might be.
1: Uh, I hear a lot of let's go Brandon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I can imagine you hear a lot of that while you're out there.
1: I had a guy, um, I was in Missouri a couple weeks ago and, and, um, right in the middle of my set, I'd stopped in between jokes and he just yelled it out. And I was like, fine with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, hear a lot of that, you know, hear a lot, you know, you're always hearing about, you know, the three things farmers talk about is the weather pricing and how early they get up. Right. And, uh, you know, nobody gives a shit what time you got up, just get your work done. You know what I'm saying? That, that was something that used to drive me nuts. My old man used to, you know, yell at me and my brother when we were kids and we're like listen we're here from dark to dark what more do you want you know what i'm saying <laughs> but no I, I hear a lot about pricing i hear you know lately they have been talking about fuel prices a lot yeah you know and uh everybody's kind of wondering well crap was it just yesterday or or right after thanksgiving they came out with the new variant Yep, you know so what are they going to use against this against? You know, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. I, yep. I hear a lot of things. I try not to talk about them on stage. Cause I don't think that, I mean, you got, you know, like Sean Hackett, this is what he does for a living. you don't want me talking about it up there. Cause I'm an idiot. So I let yeah, people that are smarter than me talk about that kind of stuff. Now, if I get a good thing, that I can make a one-line joke out of, I'll 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 bring it up, um, but I hear a lot of stuff. I just I don't know. what do you the, uh, hear?
0: Well, the variant thing. Let's talk about that a minute. I mean, that's the one thing I hear out there right now that that is that has me the kind of the most scared. Not so much that I'm worried about someone catching it and what that means and all those kind of things. Um, what I'm more worried about is is uh how it's going to get politicized and how's it going to get twisted around on us that way
1: and you and you know it will i mean yeah it's i don't know i'm not going to voice my political opinions on here but there's a
0: fair amount of of people that will take advantage of the situation um yes and 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 run with it and do something stupid with it because and you know what now that they're not now that the republicans aren't in power i could see them twisting it around and and doing some stuff there too. I mean, it's just, it's politics, man. And you're going to no, yeah. in your toolbox. So yeah, that's, that's what has me worried the most, man. I Sit there and look at that and or kind of the inflation thing that we got going on and, and you shut the, have to go back to another shutdown again. This might make the eighties look like a cakewalk cakewalk. If you're not too careful. Man. Yeah,
1: I, I agree, man. I, it's, I, I forget how the old saying goes about show, show me somebody that went to DC broke and left broke. Yeah. Cause it's all insider training and.
0: yeah, Nope. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, so as you uh, kind of look at 22, you got some pretty good stuff. It sounds like coming up. So what are some of the things you got in the hopper now that you're working on? <laughs>
1: I've already got quite a few shows booked. I'm happy about that. Different companies. Uh, the first, January 8th, I'm filming a an hour comedy special. Um, I could easily get it on Netflix, but I, I'm going to try a couple other options. Um, we're writing a sitcom right now. It takes place on a farm. And... Uh, I've written the part in for Larry, the cable guy to be my Archie bunker type politically incorrect uncle that gives me advice. So I'm hoping that we can uh, kind of get that going. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I've got a reality show, pretty good idea that we're, I'm probably going to pitch at the same time and go from there. So if that's, if that's the case, I'll probably be coming out to Nebraska a couple times and and doing part of that reality show. So well, that'd be cool, or wherever else.
0: Right on.
1: I don't want to tell you the idea because it's too too damn good, and somebody might be well, like, yeah. "Well, shit, let's take that."
0: <laughs> Some somebody still from it. <laughs> right on.
1: Some damn did farmer you... out there <laughs> might decide to put it on TikTok, he's gonna make more money than I ever did. You know?
0: Yeah, that's so, yeah, There's, truth of that. A lot of truth to that. So, so you're working on your hour and those kind of things. How long does it take you to put that hour together? Like how many dry runs do you go through before you actually get it to what you like to hear?
1: Man, writing a joke, you know, sometimes you you get lucky. And the comedy gods like bless you with one that goes from your brain straight to your mouth and the crowd loves it. Other times it can take you six months because comedy, you know, to, to walk into a room full of, you know, three to 500 people or 12 people that you don't know, this isn't like you're at the bar drinking and you're with your buddies. This is like, you're, you know, to, to make everybody laugh across the board with a joke to get everybody involved, sometimes takes six months, a year. I mean, it just depends how many times you're throwing it out. Like I always, whether it's a corporate show or what, I'm always throwing out one or two, sometimes three new ones. Cause I'm working on it. You know, it's, it's back to that, you know, this, this album I'm putting out now it's, you know, it's already on CD on Sirius XM Larry, the cable guy produced it but I've never done an actual a video of it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm already writing my next album. Uh, it's called... Now, the first one, this one's going to be called Farm Rays. The next one's going to be called Corn Cobs and Chaos. Now, that's whatever you yeah. think it might be. It might, it, I've got stuff in there about, you know, corn maze is nothing more than escape room for country people. Um, but I talk about corn mazes uh, johns at the state fair, uh, cow farts, cow cuddling, goat yoga. Uh, they, I, uh, I'm writing a bit right now about their, they're starting to potty train cows. I don't know if really? you've seen that. I have not
0: seen that. No.
1: Yeah. Over in Europe, they're trying to potty train cows because of the, they say it's killing the the environment and i'm like well at least that explains that toilet in my neighbor's front yard you know so <laughs> just it, it's uh it takes a while to write a joke i mean there's some comedians that can 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 could write you an hour special in a week i'm just not that guy i'm still farming every day uh i just i, I don't know i was i'm slow you know what i'm saying i do write i write a monthly I don't know, a couple times a month in progressive dairyman magazine, my articles called the manure spreader, which tells you how brilliant it is, but you know, I'm all the time writing new jokes. I, I use that as a writing platform to, to what comes out of my head. I, I put in that article and then I'm practicing that on stage and, and expanding it What it does. I mean, you Like you, you might have one line that's, that's funny. You know, I've okay. On this, on this special I'm, I'm doing, I heard a funny line one time called a guy talked about a butt sneeze. You know, when you're out, when you're out drinking margaritas and eating Mexican food the next morning, you're on the toilet before church right? and you're just sitting there and then just, you know what I'm saying? Yep, he called it a butt sneeze, and I literally wrote an eight-minute bit around that word "butt sneeze." You know what I'm saying? So it's just you might hear one word and then you just expand out the best you can. But man, it can it can it can take. And sometimes you might do a joke you think is is uh, solid, and then six months later you'll hear something and then you'll tag that on there. It's always growing. Yeah. you know you just get to the point where you're like all right i mean that's that's my plan with this out this comedy special is you know i've been doing a lot of this material for a long time and at this point when i get done filming it i'm not doing that material anymore you know i've got i've got a couple more hours of my material i need to be doing so
0: yeah and that's but, the hard part, too, about it, is that you go through all that time to develop that hour and then when it's done. Right. It's but kind of
1: just,
0: shelf life, you know, it's over.
1: But but then, let, you're going. I'm going back to that trying to get that new adrenaline rush. You know, I know I can get one off that joke. Well, let's go see if I can get one off this joke. You know, it's, hmm. it's I don't know, it's hard to explain, man, but I encourage anybody to try stand-up comedy if they want to try it. I, I I didn't start till I was thirty-two. There's no age limit. You don't have to look a certain way. You know, you just funny's funny. And hell you should try it, Casey.
0: No, I'm not that funny. No. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> man, no. I'll tell you what,
1: next next time if I get the chance to come back to the Iron the Iron Summit again. I'll let you do a couple minutes in front of me. How's that?
0: <laughs> okay. That'll work. And you can tell me how bad I am. And then we can, we can jump back. I've jump back trust the me. I've,
1: over the years. I've had some, I've shown up and they're like, Hey, we got this farmer that he'd like to do some time in front of you. And I'm like, what am I going to say? You know, they're, they're hiring me. I'm not in charge. Right. Like, All right. You know, and then when he gets done, you're thinking to yourself, man, you probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you
0: know <what> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Now all your exactly friends you are talking
1: about how, how bad you sucked. <laughs> you right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It's happened. Uh, I let I professionals do the professional things they do. And that seems wow. to work out pretty well.
1: Well, I'm just having fun with it. I, I appreciate people like you that have hired me. And, you know, that's, uh, I just, that's why I don't talk about the politics and all the other crap, because I feel like my job is, is to let people forget about that shit for an hour. Right. It, same with, you know, like when I roll in, like at your place where guys are talking markets and numbers all day. And then. They bring me in. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get up there and start spouting shit. They got to think about again. I want them to be brain dead like me and just laugh and have a beer, you know.
0: Yeah, so, that and that's 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 what's good about doing those kind of things after the fact because it's yeah. everybody. It's a it's a great great segue into something into the evening. You know what I mean? So it's a, yeah. way more fun. So where do people find your uh, albums at? You just go like to iTunes or whatever and get them, or what?
1: Yeah, it's on iTunes, it's on Google, it's on all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's it's on, they play it on um, Channel 97 on Sirius all the time. Uh, uh, check that. I will say, I will say, if you haven't heard it yet, then maybe just wait till the the, uh, the special comes out, because something happened with the audio on that album, and it sounds like I'm in a in a sardine can. I don't know what uh, happened. But yep. the sound kind of like when Sean Hackett used to call in on your uh, your podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a time and the place there where he had his audio. I could never get it to come out right.
1: Yeah. I, finally got that, that fixed, I mean, I'm not you know. bad. I love Sean. I met Sean there yeah. at the summit. He he's funny. Yeah. I think, he's got, I think he's got Sean some can, Sean could do some jokes in front of me.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got some good some good one liners. I've always thought about putting out a uh, like a blooper reel of the stuff because typically when I when I roll in and because me and Sean record, he's in East Coast time and I'm in Mountain time, right. so I'm either doing it somewhere between five and six o'clock in the morning, and he's you know eight or nine o'clock in in, right. in the morning wherever he's at. And, you know, <clears throat> if I haven't got my workout in, or if I haven't had enough coffee, or something like that. <laughs> I'll say some of the most bizarre things that roll out of my mouth when I'm trying to do the lead-in. So, he, and he's always laughing at me the whole time, which makes it even that much harder for me to do because he's he's laughing on mute while I'm trying to do my thing. And yeah, so I've always thought about putting that out once or twice.
1: You should do that for a Christmas special coming up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do that, but it would be it would be because uh, some of the stuff I've said, I'm like, what? Well, I don't even know where that came from I anymore. You <laughs> know how that that's not even a word. I don't even know what that is. You know, so yeah, there's there's good stuff there, but but no Sean's a good guy and he is he is very funny, man, for sure. So well Tim, if folks want to reach out to you and and get get you know, spook you for a show they've got going on or whatever that might be, what's what's the easiest way to do that?
1: TimTheDairyFarmer.com
0: TimTheDairyFarmer.com Right on
1: yes.
0: and and go through there and and check it out i'm telling you right now if you if you haven't listened to tim's comedy yet man check it out go to youtube listen to some of the stuff he's got there um just go check that stuff out because i'll tell you right now if you're looking for someone that's going to keep your people entertained um and, and make people laugh and, and it's an ag group tim tim's comedy is gonna gonna do that one more time folks want to reach out to you what's the best way to do that
1: timdairyfarmer.com, of course i'm on facebook and instagram i'm I, I, I'm horrible at social media, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, right. Tim the Dairy
0: Right on. Well, I'm Casey Seymour, of Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you're going to find all the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, go to Moving Iron LLC.com for everything Moving Iron related. So, with that, I am Casey Seymour with Tim the Dairy Farmer Moffitt. Let's move some iron, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful, competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The reach of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com.
1: Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people. Time and time again, through the years, you'll find us here, moving higher.